All right, we're here, and this is the first episode of Dropping Them Jewels with Courtney, and yeah. I'm here this time, so um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes, because I, I, I suck. I, I don't really. I just like to say that. I suck. Um, <laughs> no, you do not. I've been looking at everything, and I say you have a good a poor about yourself. Well, I try to, you know. But, yeah, the aura uh, is real nice. I think it's real cool. Oh, well, thanks. I, I, I appreciate that. Okay. So, um, so how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm just, you know, eager to start and talk about this topic and make sure that everybody feels welcome and comfortable with us so that I can, you know, continue showcasing my, my experiences and my, you know, mm-hmm. my advice and my feedback to whatever questions people have and continue the ball rolling. Okay. No, definitely. So, um, all right. So I guess, you know, we could start off with, with, with you kind of just, you know, telling us a little bit about yourself and what you're hoping to, you know, what you're, what you're hoping to do here. Like, well, we're, you know, start with, with, um, you know, Get into it, I guess. What are you... Uh, so like my work I experience know. or my educational experience or my life experience? Like as far as just where I'm from and what I've been doing. And like I'm just a 35-year-old just, woman. Mm-hmm. I'm 35. I've been in education for 15 years. My name is Courtney. I'm in Aries. March 27th is my birthday. I, mm-hmm. you know, been growing up in the Bronx all my life. I just finally moved out to Queens. So it's a new experience mm-hmm. for me. You know, leaving education behind to learn how to work in this field and be in more film. I was a PA for a couple of films, so I did that too. So it made me want to be on camera now and make me feel more comfortable to be on camera and give more advice. And I've done a documentary before back in art, an art program. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to be in the, in the behind the scenes element of trying to being education as far as a group leader, as far as an art intern, a summer youth counselor. Then I went into fashion for PR and styling. Then I went into hospitality as far as promoter, server, cashier. So now I'm like, I did a PA job and I did a horror film and I did a couple of cohort short films. And I said, well, maybe I'm ready to be on camera. You know, I got a degree in fashion marketing and merchandising, but maybe this can help me do something a little bit more and, you know, expand my horizons as far as doing all assets, you know, all facets of it. You know, not trying yeah. to, you know, stick to one realm or whatever like that. Just trying to be all around of a person, you know, well-rounded. Yeah. No, and that that's definitely, you know, a great way to be. You definitely got to... Got it. Got to be like that. So wait, mm-hmm. so you said you were an educator, kind yeah. of like, so were I you, taught teacher, were you do- oh, wow. After school program. It was after school. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really loved, you know, helping with homework, setting up lesson plans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just, you know, I'm so excited. I'm eager to be here because I no, finally fine. wanted to get my voice out there and speak. I've always been behind the scenes and very shy. So now having someone to help me out and be on the team with me 
And this mm-hmm. is like the most perfect opportunity and blessing that I've ever yeah. been able to be have given to me. So I'm really excited. Oh no, man. That's great. That's great. I'm yeah. I'm I'm glad really to do it. You this. know, I'm definitely glad to give you that platform and that voice. Thank you so much. So so what are what are some things because I know um we had talked about that you were gonna um you know we were gonna kind of dive into um like uh pressures or mm-hmm. uh you know like different different aspects of pressures in life and and maybe like how to deal with that so yes what are uh what are some things that I mean, do you want to like roll from personal experience with that? Do you have? I definitely want to roll in on personal experiences and mm-hmm. pretty much opinions, you know, based off of stats. And I don't have the right educational forms, but I've been teached, I've been taught, and I've been certified and mandated reporter and CPR and mm-hmm. first aid. So I've been around children for a long time, K through 12 three to six, pre-K, I was a teacher's aide as well for schools professionals. So learning mm-hmm. how to speak about education and being around it, I think I can speak for myself and it helped me grow from what mm-hmm. I used to go through as a kid. That's the main reason why I started going there. And that's the main reason why I actually wanted to be a teacher because mm-hmm. I went through the program of after school I was in performing arts. I was into acting. I was into singing. I was into modeling. I was into all that stuff, but I didn't have the push, you know, like the drive. I didn't Mm -hmm. have the confidence. So sometimes now when you have kids around, you know, certain areas, they don't have that drive. Well, they may have a drive, but they don't have that confidence to have someone say, oh, you can do this. Maybe they have people that says it to them. But maybe they don't feel it in their gut. You know, they don't feel it in their heart that they can be that person on the television. Right. Maybe not even on TV. It could be in their communities. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't have the resources. It's limited. Sometimes social media is only for certain areas of a situation that they on for gossip or for entertainment. And they don't have the the positivity, you know, going around it. You know, so they go into these areas where they are lacking self-confidence they're lacking you know good teamwork good people around them i've worked with a lot of minority children including you know of other colors but other races but it was just a a real small group of 24 kids and they all from all ages you know asian white black hispanic they all had these look in their eyes like i want to be something i want to be on the front of the classroom teaching i want to be in the front of the classroom doing something with homework or artwork or or writing or or drawing or something you know whatever it is they they really just need that that support to team that supportive system for them to keep going you know so mm-hmm. The peer pressure as far as, you know, them drinking or smoking or having sex and not being abstinent at a certain age mm-hmm. or until a certain age, it, it's really known out here. It's been like this for some time now where people are getting pregnant at a, a younger age range where they, you know, it's a lot of teen moms out here. There's a lot of 
you know, STDs that was going on back when I was a kid, you know, so I was really like always afraid to be a part of the group, you know, like, okay, well, my friends want to go and drink and cut class. I'll go cut class with you, but I'm not going to go have sex with somebody after they go meet them. You know, I, I sit up right. there and go, yeah, I hang out with you or whatever, but I can't, I can't be on there trying to give it up to somebody. I may take my mm -hmm. private time and may be with somebody personally after knowing them, but mm -hmm. it never would be, you know, too many often situations where I'm just going to give it up because my friends say, go do it, you know? And sometimes right. some kids don't have that. Sometimes they have the, the peer pressure growing up when I was younger, go do this, go do that, you know, go buy the latest shoes, go buy the latest hairstyle, go buy the latest bag. Oh, mm -hmm. these supplies is cute. Let's get these nice cute pens, you know, and stuff like that. First day of class, first day of school, they, they, we were always trying to be the hottest in the school, always trying to be the hottest in the classroom, always trying to have mm -hmm. the finest boys, always trying to have the finest everything. And we always try to one up each other, you know, like we was very competitive within our own group of people where we were like, it made me want to be by myself. I, I preferred it like that because I started saying, why am I competing with people that I should be not only big enough as far as putting up their pride and putting up their confidence, but where it is for me to have that on my own end. So I look for it in other things like my own singing, my own acting, my own art, you know, stuff like that. I didn't have the support from friends at the end of the day where I could go talk to them as much as they could come talk, talk to me. So it's mm -hmm. like when I got into college, that's when I really started being on my own. I started, you know, it was back in 2009. I started in school in September for, I, you know, I looked at myself on the inside perspective of myself and I started mm -hmm. saying to myself, like, do I want to live this life the next 15 years? Or now that I'm in the age of 35, what have I done mm -hmm. to show that where I'm at in this lifetime that I should be happy about? And all my friends that I've reconnected with or may not have reconnected with, maybe breezed by and seen them, they all have kids, they're all married, they're all living the life. It may not be perfect, but by any means, they're all living the life that they feel they should be living. And I'm really happy for everybody. I, I don't, you know, ever have no animosity against none of them. It may We may not speak at this time, but I feel like I wish them all the best. But at this time, I'm like trying to focus more on myself and trying to grow as a person. And mm -hmm. if I knew this now, I would have never started smoking cigarettes. I would never started smoking black and mouth. I would never have weed in my life. I would, I would have drank for a couple of years that I did, you know. But it wasn't trying to be cool. It was more of a self-medicating type thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So right. <laughs> those were my experiences, you know. I always wanted well, to wait, you know, wait till I'm married to have kids. Wait till I'm married to have sex, you know, all that stuff like that. I don't know if they ever teach this type of stuff that are in schools once you get to high school. But, like, yeah. they should teach it well or within the age groups of 
maybe a skit or playing a, a icebreaker game, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of stuff that's so, I don't mean to quote people or, or mimic anybody, but there's so mm-hmm. much stuff out here that is going on with gun violence and brutality and all type of stuff as far as people living on governmental assistance, people living, you know, day to day with their parents and they can't afford to do things that they want to do like their friends, you know? And I felt that way when I was young. So I know how other kids feel. That's why when I got to be a group leader, I wanted them to feel as at home with me as I'm at home with them, making sure that they get, they feel right. You know, I can do this. I can actually come here a safe place to do my homework. I can do a lesson plan and an activity or play in gym or play in whatever and, and actually feel comfortable where they say, Miss Courtney, you know, I need such and such. Can you, maybe I'm, you may not be able to get it for me this time, but can you get it back for me maybe a few weeks down the line? You know, mm-hmm. it's so much stuff that people are afraid to ask. And sometimes people are also afraid to not keep telling people, no, they, they, they have that no in their minds a lot because so mm-hmm. much stuff has happened over the years where, how can I say this? The no is a coping and a protective mm-hmm. manner, you know, mannerism. It's like you can't sit up there and always say yes to somebody when you know the outcome or you may feel the outcome already, you know? So that's mm-hmm. why I think some people, you know, going through the years of my life, I just was like, all is into the peer pressure of having the latest shoe or having the latest hairstyle or the makeup or, or whatever it is, you know, school supplies, you know, or, mm-hmm. or the attitude I had making jokes and being a class clown or whatever. I always thought that was like cool. Uh, but I always got good grades. I just had a lot of to say to people when I was going through things as far as mm-hmm. out talking everybody and out smarting everybody. But it was never to me be malicious or mean to anybody, but it was, you know, it was there, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I definitely get that. And that, you know, and that goes back here. You're talking about like kids having sex at a young age when I was because I'm 40, I'm 43. Mm-hmm. So when I was in seventh grade, I guess that's around maybe 13, you know, 12, 13 years of age. There was Mm -hmm. a girl that sat next to me in a few of my classes, and she was pregnant. Wow. She was pregnant at, like, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize what that was at that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't realize Mm -hmm. at that point that, like, kids could be pregnant pregnant like that. But I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, wow, that's that's insane. Now it's like a new handbag. (laughs) <laughs> it's a new accessory now like everybody's pregnant you know everybody's going through situations where they're out there where they're like every day they I had a friend that was in high school back when we were going, growing up that people wanted to fight her because she was pregnant and they wouldn't treat her right because they thought the man that they was associated with was like you know mm-hmm. their man you know, and they wanted to fight her over just the fact that she had a baby with, with the guy, you know? So some things I've been exposed to in high school that mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, that's not such a big deal. But when kids go through stuff, you don't expect them to go through things where they're like learning things 
through their peers, you know, because mm-hmm. anything could happen, you know. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it's 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 just it's 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 weird because you know, the world seems like it's changing, like so much. It's it's just, you know, I wish yeah. I could go back to the time, you know, like you know, I grew up in the eighties basically, and I was just like. It's, it's, you know, I want that back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, That's you're not thing. gonna, it's like, you're mm-hmm. not gonna get it back. It's like, all yeah, of that no. is, you know. All the good things and all the nice things and all the innocence of a childhood, you know, like going to play with, with your friends or going to mm-hmm. get a, something from the store, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that, or going to an activity, uh, you know, playing in the theme park, whatever. You know, there's so much stuff going on nowadays that we don't even realize. Sometimes we need to stop taking the small things for granted and make them more cherished in our hearts instead of mm-hmm. seeing the, you know, the bigger picture of the outcome, you know. Or sometimes you have to see the bigger picture because you may never want those things to be fulfilled in your life. You may want, you know, stuff to be all negative, you know, sometimes you have to be more positive about stuff, you know, and I don't know how your experiences was like, growing up because you said he was, you were growing up in the 80s, but I was in the 90s, you know, so mm-hmm. a lot of the pregnancy stuff didn't happen until I got near 14, you know, around that mm-hmm. age, but in middle school where kids were still having sex at that age and, and elementary they would play little games, you know, little boy things and stuff. And I was a part of that. I did that. But then they mm-hmm. would go into stuff where they had girls, you know, taking the next step, using accessories to make them have sexual experiences while they were in those accessories, you know, using them to like right. pop stuff so they could lose their virginity or, or have a first kiss mm-hmm. or hold, hold my, my, my bag or my coat or my or my magazine or my book, you know, stuff like that, you know, doing little kitty things, but making it a sexual innuendo on the end of the other side of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was like, it, I grew up very fast, but I think I enjoyed all the stuff that I did. And sometimes I don't like to accept it, but I, I'm really mm-hmm. happy that I did go through that stuff. So now I know what not to do when it comes time for me to be a parent or when it comes time for me to have my next relationship or whatever like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, um, on the relationship front, it's been... Like, I've been single for a while myself. So, you know, it's it's been a while. And I've already, Mm -hmm. like, come to the realization that at this point, you know, I'm, I'm... 43 i'm gonna be 44 in a few months it's like i think the 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 kid train is pretty much done for me you know (laughs) i mean i would love it personally but i just don't think at this point it's gonna you know it's gonna happen well let's keep it positive you know you may never know you may meet somebody tomorrow or tonight and be they may be a lifelong partner you know they may be that spouse or something for you I feel that way. I, I'm always optimistic about certain things. I I just think that sometimes positivity is what's needed. Mm-hmm. Or you may know and they'd be like, okay, well, I'm not changing my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I have to I have to learn to be more positive because that's one thing I am not. I am Mr. Negativity all the time. <laughs> There's a lot of things. That's just Yeah. You know. It's okay. Sometimes some some things need to have a stern attitude and, you know, like where you can be more how you say with a no on the end of of the the or the spectrum, you know. So right. how was your experiences going growing up with peer pressure? Like, did any guys or girls ever do anything to you where they felt like they wanted to like convince you to do stuff, or it was just like a subliminal type thing? Well, um, when I was you don't mind me asking. <laughs> no, no, that's I mean, no. All right, so when I was um when I was seventeen, mm-hmm. I lost my virginity and that was mainly because now i'm now i don't know if you know this you know other people that have seen shows on the network know this but i'm disabled i have cerebral palsy so i walk with with the assistance of two quad canes there's different degrees of there's different degrees of cp like some Mm -hmm. people have like their brains messed up where their speech is inspected their Mm intelligence or not inspected affected and their their intelligence is affected Luckily, mine is just my walking. Thankfully, everything else is normal. I mean, if it wasn't normal, I don't think I'd be able to do this. But, um, you know, so that's how it is. But so when I was 17, a a friend of mine who was kind of like engaged um, said that his uh, fiance or whatever kind of like we were talking, they were talking about wanting, you know, me to, or like wanting to have sex with me. So I was like, okay, this is mm-hmm. different, you know, and I'm 17 years old, yeah. you know, so of course I was a mess of hormones at that point, you know, just whatever. So of course, you know, I ended up doing it and that ran for about I did it with her maybe, I got to say, it's got to be at least, it was probably at least six months to a year, like on different occasions. And then. But did you learn out of that? Like, how did you feel afterwards? Like, was you like feeling like he like duped you or did he feel like he was, he was a friend or he just was like somebody that somebody I can trust or something like that. Or it was just like, oh i got a notch on my belt or whatever you know like type of thing because some guys feel made more different after they you know some guys feel bad about stuff after they they have sex or some guys feel like okay well it happened and have like some type of way about it afterwards or something you know see i don't see i i'm trying to put myself back in that in that headspace like mm-hmm. at that time, because it was just, it, it was a, um, you know, like I said, I, I was, I was younger. I mean, I figured myself cause I've always kind of, you know, felt like I was more mature than like because average I- kids my age, just because, yeah. oh, okay. I get you, now. you know, just because I've, I've been, you know, like younger and all that and growing up with the disability, I've been through you know, a fair amount of stuff, but like, I just, 
like after it happened the first time i was like um wow i can't because up until that point you know i i would like i told myself i'm like all right i'm never gonna have a meaningful relationship i'm never gonna find anybody Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna you know be alone and be by myself but for whatever reason when that happened Mm -hmm. and granted it was it was you know basically maybe she thought that like i don't know it would feel different with me because of the disability i don't know you know what i mean but so it was on her like that she felt some type of way you know like oh i got it I got him first, or so whatever type thing, you know. Have you ever spoken to her about it, or you just like let her be whenever it broke up? Uh, yeah, I haven't. I mean, I haven't really talked to her. Um, I mean, it's like after that, I kind of. The funny thing is, um, her best friend um, is someone that I ended up getting into a like relationship with after that. Wow. And I was with her for. And I was with her for like five and a half years. So that's cool. Sometimes it may never work out with the other person. And you may not mean to fall in love with somebody, but you can't help who you fall in love with at at that time, too. And sometimes you can help it by, you know, just being friends with the person until you see where it goes, you know? And maybe that was another blessing for you to learn from her, too, at that end of the day. Like it makes you help help you grow as a person, you know. Like I've been with guys where it's not been many, but it's been enough where I learned where I lost my virginity before I was fourteen. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, with this guy, and he was convincing himself, you know, to have his friend invite me over, and then mm-hmm. next thing you know, he got me at the house, and we went to this place where. It wasn't his place, but it was his family's place, and we went and had sex, and it was a nice time, but then he acted like he didn't even know me for the next couple of years. So I felt kind of bad, but next thing I know, I ended up being pregnant, and then I had to get an abortion because I didn't want to go through that. As far as right. going to school, I wanted to finish my education. So mm-hmm. some other girls you know, were not even going through that at my age, but... I didn't even know who, and I felt so bad that I ended up finding other guys to sleep with afterwards. So I ended up doing that, and next thing I know, I didn't even know who the father was of the child to even go to get this abortion from. So I was so confused, you know, so I didn't really know who to talk to about it. And then I finally let my mother know, and she was like, you know, the guy ended up helping me out. We ended up reconnecting with his family. It wasn't his child, but it ended up being somebody where I can confide in to the point where he helped me pay for the abortion, mm-hmm. whether he got the money from that guy or whatever like that. But he ended up, you know, helping me out and we did become cool again later on in life, but it didn't work out either. So we tried to have a relationship with the guy again. I did as far as friends and sex again, and it didn't work out. So I just, put that on a back burner but I feel like I live with regret with that because I just feel like oh I don't want to let nobody down when I I liked him so I was like okay well let's let's do it you know let's go ahead and go and have sex you know like 
he he's interested in me more than all the other guys are, you know. So even asked me that. I don't even know if I was his first. I could have been, you know, played and looked at as a, a tool for him to get another notch on his belt. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it was a bet or not. Sometimes people like do stuff where they they think that is in style. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's probably why, you know, I felt bad about it at the end. Not while it was happening, but while, you know, things end up being the way it was years down the line. That's probably mm-hmm. why I didn't do nothing while I was in high school afterwards, because I already experienced that in middle school. That was another reason why I ended up moving from the state for a while. I ended up going down south to Florida and trying to get my life back together. And he, he ended up coming back down there to see me. So it was kind of freaky and fucked up and all that stuff. I don't mm-hmm. mean to curse, but... Oh, no, that's fine. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, and then I I ended up trying to get back with him that during that time. And then when I came back up here to the States, you know, he was like, oh, my God. Like, like nothing ever happened. Like, oh, I don't even know her, you know? It, it was See, messed guys, up. But... Guys are notorious like that. Like, they'll just, yeah. you know do that stuff where and on the outside looking in I may be a a nice girl or a shy girl or either maybe a a popular girl or maybe not even that but I was just like so baffled that I couldn't even like focus on school it made me feel so uncomfortable so I started looking for attention all in the other wrong ways from other guys and it just was so awful I, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know like, my friends was going through relationships during that time, and I just didn't want to be with nobody. I felt so uncomfortable that I couldn't grasp why I let this guy, you know, convince me to do this. And then next thing I know, I'm having, like, the whole situation was just broken after that. I couldn't even, like, communicate with another guy after I was like, oh, no, he may want to have sex with me and leave me, you know? And I talked to my mother about it. Even my father would talk, tell me stuff about how guys just want one thing. And I never really, I was defensive about it. I was like, no, they're they not like that. Not the ones I'm talking to, you know? But he was right. Mm-hmm. I went through some situations where it was about three, four other guys since since high school, since middle school that I got back with. And they were in and out just for the the hell of it. You know, I mean, I never really had a significant relationship. I'm dealing with this one guy that I've known all my life, but it's not where to the point of talking for a relationship wise. It's like sex wise, you know? So I'm like, this is all I'm up to be for. I guess that's what I have to do with, you know? But sometimes I'd rather be by myself. (laughs) Right. No, I, I get what you mean. And that's, see, that's what, like, that's what I want at this point, too. I mean, obviously, look, sex is, is a part of a relationship, but it's not mm-hmm. the Everything. only thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you need that, you need that foundation. You mm-hmm. know, you need, like, those feelings and that emotion. Because the thing mm-hmm. with me and sex, like, I don't, I don't know how you feel, but, like, in terms of, like, me and sex, if... Like at this point in my life, if there's no emotional connection, mm-hmm. then I don't want to, you know, then I don't want to do it. I mean, yeah. like I've been, I've been single for 
like 13 years at this point. And I've oh, had like friends say, well, we'll just get you a hooker or we'll do this or we'll do. And yeah. I'm like, here's, here's, here's the issue. Um, there's no emotional connection there. I would just be doing it to get off. Yeah. And if, if I need to do something just to get off, I can deal with that myself. I don't need to, to you do know, that. Yeah, to, right, get off. to have yeah. somebody where there's yeah. no emotional connection. I need, like, I want that emotional intimacy. I want that, you know, that, that closeness to where yeah. like, after you're done, you just lay there and you cuddle and you talk about life or whatever. I know that sounds yeah. no, it's not, nothing wrong about that. There's nothing wrong about that. I would definitely like the same thing, a friendship beyond sex in my life too. Besides, you know, mm -hmm. someone that just wants it for that and, you know, that friendship just for that moment. And then once he gets it, he's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we could talk and do it again or maybe, you know, find another girl to do it with. But I don't know if I can be the type of girl that would just, you know, want sex just to have a guy there. But sometimes I'm like, always in agreeing. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just me. I don't know. I, well, I don't the know. way that I see it... Because I feel that way by guy, myself. Well, if you're a guy, okay, mm -hmm. and you're like over 30, mm -hmm. and you're still just out there with that hit it and quit it mentality, right. that, that, just, that just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. You know, it, it, it doesn't work. You You know... You should be really, you know, checking yourself at that point and being like, okay, I'm 30 years old or older than that. Do I want, mm -hmm. is that all I want? Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. I want something deeper? You know what I mean? It's cool for it's your 20s. Like, it's cool for the 20s. But once after that party is over, what do you have um, left? Do you feel good about yourself after you do that? Because I didn't feel good about it. Like in my 20s, I didn't really want to be bothered with nobody when I was in my 20s. That's when I was really single and didn't want to be bothered with nothing. I was just like, oh, the, but if a guy come along, I'm just going to let him be a friend. You know, like I wouldn't even worry about doing sex during that time. Like I didn't get back into having intimate relationships with people since my teenage years was back when I was like, in my early thirties, you know, I didn't, mm -hmm. I left, I left the twenties for myself to like build myself up, you know, to having mm -hmm. a career that I thought well, I was positive to be doing as far as, you know, not having my degree into now, you know, like I was like really searching for a lot of things within myself, you know? So mm -hmm. it was difficult, but I, this is the first time I've ever like expressed these things to people, you know, which is you you know in the audience and stuff like that because wasn't easy when i was going through it when i was with these friends of mine you know they all probably thought i was a fast girl but i was in the house like looking at myself like damn them girls are nasty they doing such and such while i'm not around you know but some girls was cool and they were like no i'm not even doing it. i'm like you i don't even do that you know mm -hmm. so it was cool that i had some friends that didn't want to be promiscuous and stuff like that and some family members would look at me like maybe you shouldn't be around them type of people you know right yeah, yeah. So, so it was it was a lot of stuff going on during my time as far as the age that i'm i'm in but i don't know i wonder if i ever have 
that relationship where I will ever be married because I don't see it in my cards. But if I ever have a marriage, hopefully I build on intimacy levels where I can actually build on a friendship first before anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, that that's 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 definitely, you know, that's important. Yeah, you know, it's definitely important. You need you need to start. You need to start somewhere in that sense. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's yeah, it's so true. It's so upsetting sometimes that years went by and like I had to do stuff for me at that time. And I felt that was the 20s of my life. Right now that, you know, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think, is there, is there anything, anything else that you want to cover for this episode or do you want to? No, I think it's fine. Right. Besides I got an appointment to go to, so I think we could like wrap it up. Okay. Is there any like feedback or questions or something? Uh, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing now, but I think what we're, what we'll do is maybe like for the next time. I'll really start pushing, you know, that people can call in and we'll do that and we can maybe get some audience interaction more. So if you're comfortable with that. Yeah, I am. I think so. Okay. So what we'll do is let's see, it's July 5th. Oh, I can't pull up my calendar here. I'm just uh, trying to look and see when, because we're doing this bi-weekly. So today's July 5th. The next one will be at noon Eastern on uh, July 19th. Okay. So I guess at that point we'll uh we'll see you guys then. Thanks for uh thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>